the, the battery feel, I mean, it, it's exploding. It has been exploding, right, for, for, for a number of years now. But a lot of people want to learn more about the batteries. And, and the more we learn about the batteries, the more we realize that we need to, to look more detail. One of the main outcomes of that is your education. So you have to become one of the leading experts in a very particular field. So you need to go deeper in detail. A lot of companies have become very interested in the kind of research that we do. Uh, here at Cambridge and the uh, great group, what we tend to do, uh, or we tend to specialize at, is in developing the techniques to look at the battery in, in situ or in operando, as we call it. We can provide um, a lot of detailed information that they don't have access to. There's always innovation and there is so much improvement that is being made in batteries, that is um, in the chemistry for the innovation. They need to speed it up and that's where we come in. Hi, Israel. Good. good to see you. How are you? Good to see you too. Uh, very good. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming and visiting. Absolutely. It's, it's a pleasure to be back in Cambridge. Um, even just a short visit, but good, good to see, you know, good familiar faces. And it's good to see you here. And um, today we want to just have a bit of, maybe a bit of a conversation from maybe also a, a research perspective, you know. Um, I know we spend a lot of time in the labs, <laughs> so it's just good to see they still exist and they're still kicking, they're still running, still do. So maybe it should... Maybe just want to quickly introduce yourself a bit, you know, your background, so people have a bit of an idea where you're coming from. Then we go from there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I um, I came to the uh, to the battery field um, after being a, a postdoc, um, a postdoctoral um, researcher here at Cambridge already. Um, I came from a, a catalytic background, so very fundamental um, research, uh, looking at um, surface science, so very fundamental science looking at how surfaces of catalyst really um, reacted with with the the products that we wanted to to form so when the opportunity came to to kind of jump to to the battery field that was uh, quite interesting because that was uh, a lot more applied to what was used to uh, but because I had a, a strong background in uh, physical chemistry and um, technique development, so that's what kind of opened my door to uh, to the battery field. And uh, initially, I started uh, developing um, characterization techniques. So we're trying to study uh, the batteries as they are running, instead of you know waiting for them to fail, um, which may take months and months. And the latest iterations of batteries that are so good, years. So we're trying to look at them um, as they are running. So we we need very specialized techniques and because I had a, a strong background there uh, then I, I moved to to the great group and here in Cambridge um, and that's a little bit um, how I got involved in in this battery research. Brilliant and I think one thing because you just say it right is that I think in academia also in research I've seen like a lot of people come from different fields and kind of bring their own perspective and I know you bring your own maybe you know, you can also talk a bit about uh, the specialty with the gas analysis and things like this, which maybe a lot of battery people would never really think about. And that's how I introduced. But I'm just wondering, like, yeah, because I'm now seeing it maybe different a bit and also in industry, right? You bring different people, but it's you want people to execute on things, right? You want to get outcomes. And I think in research is often like, let's throw something very different into the room and see what happens. Yeah, that is true. Um, and 
the, the battery feel, I mean, it, it's exploding. It has been exploding, right, for, for, for a number of years now. But uh, because of the high demand due to the um, EV uh, market growing so much, uh, now all of a sudden there is a huge amount of money thrown at it. Um, and that reflects to us researchers in that a lot of people want to learn more about the batteries. And, and the more we learn about the batteries, the more we realize that we need to, to look more detail, sort of finer details to understand, um, because they're, they're far more complex than we, we realized at the beginning. So uh, we, we need to get like deeper and deeper and deeper. So get uh, novel techniques and novel development in that area is really important. In the field and and that's why uh, for example big consortiums for researchers are, are popping up a bit everywhere and, and here in the UK we have the Faraday Institution uh, in Europe we have the Alistor European Research Institute we have you know a lot of different um, groups of, of people because you need quite a, uh, to look at the problem from very different perspectives so the the, the technique development side of it which is what brought me into it. It's really important and it's, it's booming at the moment because you need more and more techniques being applied to, bat to study with batteries. Mm. And I think that's also interesting because we had a conversation about this as well, right? That, that And I've seen also elsewhere that some companies that are reaching out, right, and want to get access to these really advanced techniques. And for me, I, I remember in the PhD that I was thinking, the moment you get out of, you know, this research, like, you know, field that nobody would ever care about the really sometimes obscure it feels like techniques and things you're doing because it just feels so you know like researchy right like so deep and like um, and I think one thing I definitely appreciate my PhD also was like great right like that she has this really detailed view on things and you know you go down the rabbit hole but often you have to do it to really understand things so I think I can appreciate that but I think still it's fascinating that you know that there's I think you know companies etc actually have the interest for these kind of topics so maybe just your because I know one thing also maybe slightly has changed, you know, since I've been here and we work together is that you also, I think, do more commercial products and you see different, like, work, right? And I think you see, I was just curious, what, what's the differences you have seen, like, maybe between the industrial side and the academic side? Yeah, that, that's a really interesting question. I think you have um, a perspective that is a bit skewed by your trajectory. <laughs> so you, you left academia as you finished your PhD. And when you're doing your PhD, you have to, to think that, one of the main outcomes of that is your education. So you have to become one of a leading expert in a very particular field. So you need to go deeper in detail. So that prevents you from, from being more exploratory and, and trying to be more um, applied stuff. You really need to become an expert on a particular thing. Um, when, you, when you then work as a, as a postdoctoral researcher and stuff, and you can get involved in more closer to commercial setup research. And uh, it is um, certain that in the last uh, five or so years, especially since the Faraday Institution uh, became a big thing in the UK, a lot of companies have become very interested in the kind of research that we do. Uh, here at Cambridge and the uh, great group, what we tend to do, uh, or we tend to specialize at, is in developing the techniques to look at the battery in, in situ or in operando, as we call it, as the battery is running. We look at the battery from many different perspectives and we develop techniques to do that. So companies become very interested because they don't have the, 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 the money and the space and the time to develop these techniques. But once they're out there, they're very interested in them. 
So yes, we provide like very detailed information about it, but it's information that is very valid for the companies. And they reach to us, it's like, oh, can you look at that, this material? We, we know it works a little bit better, but we don't know why and, and that kind of stuff. And we can provide um, a lot of detailed information that they don't have access to fairly quickly. As I said, if you, if you know what the battery is doing as it's running, and you don't want to wait, you, you don't need to wait for months, then you can provide that, that very detailed information much, much quicker. So they're becoming, uh, a lot of companies are becoming very, very interested in, in, in using this techniques that we develop here for the commercial um, systems. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, right, because I definitely have also seen more companies kind of thinking about it from an innovation topic, right, to see what's their differentiator and how they can actually bring... Because I think one thing is, and that's also, of course, some of the challenges in the UK, right? The scale up, of course, is one topic. And I think a lot of companies now are really like grappling with that and trying to just make sure they, they can manage scale up, right? But I think then the next evolution, as we're already seeing it, is that then it's sort of thinking about, okay, now if we have something running, we actually like you're producing something with a larger scale. Actually, now we want to bring something more special into the play so we can, you know, be one step ahead of the others. Because if we just keep, you know, just commercializing what's kind of you know outdated maybe it's say in a few years then you're not staying ahead so i think kind of internalizing these capabilities to like you know innovative work in the industry but at the same time yeah i'm curious also kind of i guess you still have to be close with academia to see what potentially could be next and how you can maybe incorporate that as well yeah the the pace of development in this in the field is just ridiculous it's, it's really uh, uh neck breaking um they 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 come to us all the time with new products and new new things. They, they Often enough, they don't tell us what it is, but um, there's always innovation and there is so much improvement that is being made in batteries that is um, in the chemistry. But the problem for them now is that batteries are becoming so good that to, to find a differentiating factor becomes harder, right? And you only notice a particular chemistry in the battery is better than your regular one after thousands of cycles. Uh, and that becomes a problem for the innovation. They need to speed it up. And that's where we come in. Where do you think, like, maybe also to kind of wrap it up, like, where do you think things can go? I know you work on a lot of really exciting and sometimes a bit futuristic chemistries and things, and that's what you have to do, right? And you look at different things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, where, where do you think things could go? Again, you know, it's, it's very hard to tell. I'm just curious, like, your thoughts um, yeah, I, I mean, the first thing that we'd like to say is that <clears throat> batteries are already extremely good and extremely durable. And, you know, batteries in, in EVs last longer than the cars and, and so on. So they're already at a, a really good level for what we need them. Um, I think um, a lot of um, spaces where they're going to be developed even more is in the fast charging and the lower cost associated to the to the materials themselves. So getting rid of cobalt and, and that kind of stuff. So in, in terms of uh, fast charging, um, I'm talking just about the chemistry, but I think the the, um, the battery management is, from an engineering point of view, something that is going to make the current generation of chemistries improve a lot. So how we take the maximum out of the batteries, which is more of an engineering problem, is, is going to improve already a lot the batteries. But from the chemistry point of view, I think things like um, super fast charging, um, especially in the, from the anode side, right? How, how much can you 
lithiate, can you, how much can you intercalate the lithium, how fast can you do that, is going to improve massively, uh, both from the electrolyte point of view and the, uh, and the anode. And then on the, on the cost side, I think um, cathodes are going to be uh, more moving towards the, the LFP side, so the, the phosphate, lithium phosphate side, so you get rid of all of the nickel, all of the cobalt, and so on. So that that's going to be uh, a big thing, I think. Cool. And I know, of course, you're also involved in a few of the initiatives, like you mentioned Faraday and other store, and also spin-outs, right? Which is also exciting. Um, that there's now spin-outs from this group as well, and that's, of course, always exciting to see too. Yeah, indeed. The, the, again, the, there is a lot of uh, innovation <laughs> coming, and uh, the, there's a lot of companies that, that come in and are very interested in, in looking at what's what's happening next. Yeah. Brilliant, Israel. Such a pleasure. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Indeed. Good to hear. Good to good to good to see you again. Well, thank you. you very much, and uh, always a pleasure. Till next time. Bye bye. Next time. Bye.